Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is October 3rd. Happy conference weekend, everyone. I am so incredibly excited for conference today and excited for this next week that's coming up where we can talk about conference and where we can talk about some insights and patterns that we see in the words of the prophets from this conference. So I'm so excited about conference today and hope that you get so much out of it and are inspired by the words of the prophets. So today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block. So we're going to be finishing up in 3 Nephi chapter 19. I wanted to read a chunk of scripture and talk about a similarity that I saw as I read this time that I've never actually seen before. Starting in verse 17, it says, And it came to pass that when they had all knelt down upon the earth, he commanded his disciples that they should pray. And behold, they began to pray. And they did pray unto Jesus, calling him their Lord and their God. And it came to pass that Jesus departed out of the midst of them, and went a little ways off from them, and bowed himself to the earth. And he said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast given the Holy Ghost unto these whom I have chosen. And it is because of their belief in me that I have chosen them out of the world. Father, I pray that thou wilt give the Holy Ghost unto all them that shall believe in their words. Father, thou hast given them the Holy Ghost because they believe in me. And thou seest that they believe in me because thou hearest them. And they pray unto me. And they pray unto me because I am with them. And now, Father, I pray unto thee for them. And also... For all those who shall believe in their words, that they may believe in me, that I may be in them, as thou, Father, art in me, that we may be one. And it came to pass that when Jesus had thus prayed unto the Father, he came unto his disciples, and behold, they did still continue without ceasing to pray unto him. And they did not multiply many words, for it was given unto them what they should pray, and they were filled with desire. Now this happens three separate times. The Lord commands the disciples to pray. He goes afar off. He prays. He comes back. The disciples are still praying. He blesses them. He leaves. He prays, comes back. They're still praying. He blesses them. He leaves, prays, comes back, and they're still praying. Now, as I read this scripture this time, it reminded me of the experience that the Savior had in the Garden of Gethsemane with his disciples in the old world. He took Peter, James, and John He asked them to sit, to pray, and to watch with him. And then he went far off, and he said his own prayer. When he came back to his disciples in the old world, however, they had fallen asleep. He wakes them up. He says, hey, can you not just watch with me for one hour? He again asked them to watch with him, asked them to pray, goes a ways off, says his own prayer, comes back, they're asleep again. We see that exactly the same situation in the old world as we do in the new world, except the difference is here in the new world, the disciples didn't cease to pray. They continue their prayers. Now, the thing that stood out to me here is it's so easy, I think, sometimes to be like, oh, Peter, James, and John, what's wrong? The Savior just asked for one hour. Couldn't you just stay with him? And then you look at the disciples here in the new world and you're like, yes, way to go, guys. That's how it should be, (laughs) right? It's so easy to see the disciples And to just pass these judgments on them, Peter, James, and John, bad because they fell asleep. New disciples, good because they kept praying. But honestly, don't we all fall into one of those two categories at different times in our lives? 
Sometimes aren't we the Peter, James, and John that fall asleep on our knees because we can't stay awake to pray? Or the Peter, James, and John who just isn't quite giving it all that they have sometimes? Sometimes that's who we are. Sometimes all that we have to give isn't all that great. But other times in our lives, we're blessed to be like the disciples here in the new world, where we give our all, and our all is everything, and that all happens to be enough. But either way, whether we are having a Peter, James, and John day and we're doing our best, but it's just not cutting it, or whether we're having a disciple here in the new world day and we're giving our all and it is exactly what the Savior is asking. Either way, these disciples were trying And as they were trying, they were his. They were his disciples. They were following him. They were loving him. And they were doing their absolute best. And I think that's important to recognize sometimes. So I thought that that was a super interesting compare and contrast between the New Testament and here in the Book of Mormon. Something else that's interesting that we see in these verses is that the disciples pray to Christ in these verses. We don't see that very often in the scriptures. We're commanded to pray to the Father, and so that's what we do. That's what we see in the scriptures. That's the example that is set for us in the scriptures. And so here, the disciples pray to Christ, and Christ doesn't stop it. He allows them to do it. And I think that that is a really interesting thing because it's something that we don't see often. In the book, The Promised Messiah, Bruce R. McConkie explains that, and he says, There was a special reason why this was done in this instance, and on a one-time basis. Jesus had already taught them to pray in his name to the Father, which they first did. Jesus was present before them as a symbol of the Father. Seeing him, it was as though they saw the Father. Praying to him, it was as though they prayed to the Father. It was a special and a unique situation. Now, I like that Elder McConkie points out that the Savior had already taught them the correct way to pray. He had already taught them that they are to pray to the Father through him and that they had prayed that way multiple times. This wasn't a misunderstanding of not knowing how to pray. This was them seeing Christ as the Father or as a representation of the Father. So I thought that that was just something really unique and interesting in the scriptures. But I think the most important part of these verses is how often the Savior is praying to the Father and asking the Father to bless them, to bless them with the Holy Ghost, to bless them with the Spirit, and to bless them because of their faith in Jesus Christ. He didn't say bless them because of their perfect works, bless them because they've done absolutely everything right, bless them because they're 100% obedient, bless them because of their belief. Bless them because of their faith. Sometimes I fear that we limit a little bit what God can do or wants to do because we think that we have to be perfect because we feel like we have to reach some sort of level for God to want to bless us. But I love that the Savior points out here that these blessings were coming to the disciples and he was asking the Father for these blessings for the disciples, not because of perfection, but because of belief because of faith. My friends, let's not underestimate what faith in Jesus Christ can do for us. Let's not underestimate the kind of miracles that can and will come into our lives as we exercise that faith in Christ. Now, I think it's important to note that the choices that these disciples had made, the actions that they had taken, and the way that they were living their life 
was what led to this kind of faith. It's what increased their faith in Jesus Christ. But still, it was their faith in Christ that allowed them to be blessed with an increase of the Spirit and the blessings from the Father. Elder Holland once taught, The size of your faith or the degree of your knowledge is not the issue. It is the integrity you demonstrate towards the faith you do have and the truth you already know. My friends, these disciples had belief. They had faith. And they lived true to that faith and belief that they had. They prayed without ceasing, as the Savior asked them to do. And they lived in a way that showed the faith that they had in Christ. My friends, I testify that as we live our faith, that as we put our belief into action, that in that moment, the Lord is able to pour out His Spirit and His blessings upon us. I testify that as we begin to believe and put that belief into action, the blessings of heaven will be poured upon us. Because truly, I believe that God delights in blessing His people. And He delights when we show the tiniest bit of faith and action. Because as he sees that faith and that faith in action, he knows that he can open the windows of heaven and bless his children in the way that he greatly desires. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.